0: Hey everyone, welcome back to What A Week. I'm your new host, Olivia Lee, here to deliver your weekly dose of the news. Let's get started. In local news, this past Wednesday, a widespread power outage hit the Portland area after a powerful storm swept through the region. Reports say that more than 50,000 Portland area homes and businesses lost electricity Wednesday morning. Additional outages were reported in other parts of Oregon as well. In state news, Oregon's plan to expand vaccine eligibility and increase vaccine rollout has been put in jeopardy. At the beginning of the week, Governor Kate Brown announced that people over 65, teachers and child care providers would be eligible for the vaccine on January 23rd. The announcement was based on the expectation that Oregon would receive more shipments of the vaccine. Unfortunately, these timelines have been pushed. A tweet from Governor Brown, quote, Last night, I received disturbing news confirmed to me directly by General Perna of Operation Warp Speed. States will not be receiving increased shipments of vaccines from the national stockpile next week because there is no Federal Reserve of doses. In another tweet, Governor Brown said, quote, this is a deception on a national scale. Oregon seniors, teachers, all of us were depending on the promise of Oregon's share of the Federal Reserve of vaccines being released. Governor Brown has called upon the Trump administration demanding answers as to why they failed to deliver. Adding on to COVID related news, the first recorded case of the highly contagious coronavirus mutation has been detected in Oregon. Oregon officials announced Friday that a Multnomah County resident with no known travel history tested positive for the variant identified as B117. Here's what you need to know about the new COVID 19 mutations. David Kennedy, a biologist who studies the evolution of infectious diseases at Penn State, says that there is currently no evidence that these new variants of the virus have increased severity. Kennedy reports that it's not clear exactly how much more transmissible the new variants are, but current estimates state that they are somewhere between 30 to 80 percent more transmissible than the original strains that were out there based on the spread of the disease. This new variant currently makes up less than about 0.5% of circulating viruses, but the CDC projects that B117 will become the dominant strand in circulation in the United States by the earliest of March. The good news is, as of now, neither set of mutations in the new variants B117 and B1351 are thought to be severe enough that our current vaccines will no longer work. In national news, On Wednesday, January 13th, the House voted to impeach President Trump for the second time, condemning the president's role in inciting last week's riot at the U.S. Capitol. This is the first time in U.S. history that a president has been impeached twice. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell doesn't plan to hold Senate impeachment trials until after January 19th, so we will have to wait just a little longer to hear further developments about Trump's impeachment. The U.S. will now require all international travelers to test negative for COVID-19. International travelers must take a coronavirus test no more than three days before the departure day and provide documentation of their negative result or recovery within, with their airlines in order to enter the United States. This order, issued by the CDC, will take effect Tuesday, January 26. On Thursday night, President-elect Joe Biden announced his first phase of relief efforts known as the American Rescue Plan. This first phase entails a $1.9 trillion outline. Least to say, it's a quite ambitious plan, but as Biden stated in his speech, quote, there's no time to waste. We have to act and we have to act now. Here's a quick breakdown of what the $1.9 trillion will be used for. This will be divided into three main sections, COVID-19 relief, direct aid to the American people, and aid for local governments and businesses. First and foremost, Biden calls for $400 billion of COVID-19 relief. Biden outlined a goal of 100 million shots by the end of his first 100 days as president. In aligning with this goal, he laid out his plans for funding towards vaccines, testing expansion, aid towards K-12 schools and colleges. The second section of his plan involves providing $1 trillion of direct aid to the American people. This section primarily covers aid in rental assistance, changes to unemployment insurance, the $1,400 direct stimulus checks, and Biden's proposal of raising the federal minimum wage to $15. The last section of Biden's plan proposes $440 billion of aid for local governments and businesses. This part of his plan briefly includes small business grants, aid to local governments, states, and funding towards public transit agencies. Lastly, in international news, a caravan of about 9,000 migrants has been blockaded by Guatemalan soldiers not far from where they entered the country. The caravan consists of mostly Honduran asylum seekers attempting to flee from the deepening poverty in their homeland. According to ABC News, the Honduran migrants are trying to cross Guatemala to reach Mexico in hopes of eventually reaching the United States border. Several previous attempts at forming caravans have been broken up with interventions from Mexico, Guatemala, and Honduras. Lastly, here's the wildcard news for the week. New and upcoming artist Olivia Rodrigo has set the Spotify record for most streams in a day for a non-holiday song. Her latest song, Driver's License, also comes in at number one on both Spotify's global and US song charts, as well as being number one on iTunes. Twitter fans are calling her the next Taylor Swift. Well, that wraps up What A Week. Stay safe and see you guys next week.